Never be overheard complaining. Complaints place nothing. Always listen more than you talk. There's always something you can do, some way you can move forward. Live as if you died and came back. Be a good person, opposite of anyone who hurt, who hurt you. Be strict with yourself and be tolerant with others. Forgive any error but your own. Choose who you're going to be. Learn something from everyone. Focus on the process and effort, not outcomes. Success is eternal. Oh, I like that. Define what success means to you. Love everything that happens. Seek out challenges. Do one thing every day that scares you. Do hard things. Run towards challenges. Don't follow the mob. Think for yourself. Grab the smooth handle. Every situation has two handles. Say no a lot. Don't be afraid to ask for help. Bring this up from... What's that you just read back? Um, rules from Ryan Holiday from the Stoics. Rules for life from the Stoics. I, I really like... I mean, they're really all good, man, but... Success is eternal and be strict with yourself. Be strict with yourself. I like that. And then say no a lot. He also said something about um, something about not worrying we all know that we shouldn't worry but he specifically framed it as when we worry we are allowing ourselves to basically suffer in advance we're suffering anyway let's let's just get this ready because i'm trying not to say you know you know in every after every word i say in this episode because last week's episode or i should say the other week because we missed last week but I kept saying you know you know after every sentence so my challenge in this episode is to not say you know multiple times and we're gonna just find a few uh, maybe two or three of these um, rules from the Stoics that we're going to discuss and reflect upon sounds good yeah all right we'll be right back My name is John. I'm a student, aspiring composer and animator. And I'm Jovia, John's mom. And you're listening to Conversations. 
the weekly podcast where we discuss a range of topics to gain meaning and understanding from our individual perspective. Welcome and thanks for listening. Our conversation today will begin in just one moment, but first a brief message from our sponsor. Thanks for listening. We'll be right back. Hello and welcome to yet another episode of Conversations. Jovia here. John, how was your day? It was it was okay. How was yours? Monday, back to work. I would say it was as good as it could it could be. I tried to I went to bed last night determined to make this the best day ever. I was determined uh to not let the usual Monday blues attack me. And I have to admit that I succeeded. So how was Monday at school for you? It was okay. I was just practicing some more for my auditions in orchestra because we're having seeing auditions in chamber. Like we have them every year so that our orchestra teacher knows where knows where to place everyone like based on their audition. Oh, you didn't tell me that your auditions are coming up. I knew that you were playing in chamber, but I didn't know auditions were coming up now. Um, are they this week or? Yeah. What day? Well, she went through some today, but she said she was going to finish up tomorrow and I haven't gone yet, so I'm probably going to end up going tomorrow. So do you have a, a specific piece that you are required to practice or you... A piece that she selected for you, or are you? Do you have permission to select your own piece? We're we were given two excerpts, and then we also have to play uh, the E major scale three octaves, plus the uh, our arpeggio. So it's a bit. It varies from instrument to instrument, but generally, like it's she picked out like an excerpt or two for each instrument. And then, like, we all have to play uh, E major three octaves. So how is your practice going? How do you feel so far? If she asked you to perform tomorrow at 9 a.m., how confident do you feel uh, with your practice, with your excerpt? Uh, I feel, like, all right. Um, I, I practice it, like, a decent amount. Um it's just like very small things that like trip me up sometimes, but for the most part, like I've I've gotten a better grip on it. And you mentioned the apagio. What tell me more about that? Uh, it's 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 related to like the scale. So we we go up. So we go up the scale like three octaves, and then we come all the way back down, and then we do an arpeggio. So we're at the root, like the first. And then the third, and then the fifth, and then to to the next E, and then we keep going up. So it's like it's kind of like you're playing each note of a chord, and then you and then you go to the next octave, and then you repeat until you get to the highest point, and then you come back down. Have you? How do you feel about? Yeah. 
that have you practiced it enough to feel comfortable playing it in the audition? The scale? Yeah. Yeah. And you recently, of course, started 10th grade, right? Um, you've been in 10th grade for two weeks now. Was it three weeks? This is the third week. So I know last year was your first year in high school, and most of the time you were remote. Um, so how does that feel? Does, it feel? does this feel like what you were expecting before COVID for your first year in high school? What has changed and how do you feel about school now compared to last year? Um, it's a lot more packed than I thought it would be because last year there there weren't as many people. I mean, there were like a decent amount of, like a good amount of people, but it wasn't as packed as it was like uh, this year because there, there have been so many instances like at some of like the little corners like people literally like they get clogged up and and sometimes they struggle to walk past each other like so many people are running into each other and stuff because there are just so many people like literally hundreds of kids well do you feel like there, there are just so many kids or it's just because you had an, uh, a school year last year where you started out remote and then just a few returned to school so it was more spacious because there were just a few of you, right? But it's a big school, right? So I guess it feels clogged because you experienced it with, you know, most space prior to this year. But I guess my question is, do you feel that there are more students than space or just because it's a big difference from 2020? Because it's a big school, right? Right, there are more students in space. Like, uh, on the bus, like, there were hardly any people on my bus. Like, all of us, like, were at the same stop. In 2020? Yeah. Like, now? it's, like, packed. Like, there's so many people on the bus now. Yeah, because it's high school. There are a lot of... I mean, and speaking of hallways, because in middle school, you guys had a one-way system. Do you think that it would be a good idea for your high school to adopt that uh, that strategy to do like one-way haul? Uh, it would create a lot more stress and it would also make a lot more kids late because, you know, sometimes it's kind of like when you're driving and you miss your exit, like that's how it is with one-way halls. Like maybe you accidentally miss your classroom and then you have to go all the way around and then come back. Yeah, that's an inconvenience, especially, you know, like when you're driving. But I think once people get used to it, it would make it much easier, just like with driving. There are some areas where it wouldn't make that much sense for it to be like a two-way, whereas in some areas it does. So that description, <laughs> you, I have an image in my mind now of, of students clogged, like, if it were a one-way street, right, and everybody kind of knew their quote-unquote exit, don't do you, do you think that it would make make things a little easier, or it would still be clogged? It would still be clogged because people are still people are still like having to like having issues with it, like um, even even 
months and months into the school year, it was still an issue people were having with the one-way halls. Like, they would accidentally miss their door or something. Or maybe they would literally just be right there and nobody would be there, but, like, they would still get, like, yelled at by other teachers. Do you feel that, do you feel the clogging feeling, the clogged feeling, I should say, more so at, at in high school or crab apple middle? Did you have the same feeling when you were in middle school? Not as much. I think that the fact that you had a school year where there were, you know, you were mostly remote and then when you returned to school the for the last part of the year it was not the entire school. I think having that space around kind of not caused you to forget, but it was, it created a, an atmosphere that you kind of got used to. And now, like, we're back to not all the way normal, but the school year began with everybody basically returning school, albeit with masks. But anyway, I, I know uh, if it, it were something to get out of hand, your school would address it because it's a good school and it's a big school. And it's just a lot of kids, you know? So, oh, I promise not to say you know. That's the first strike. Anyway, and on that note, let's go to the, the you know, the oh, there we go again, you know, to <laughs> the topic of the day. Rules for life from Stoics. You um, read back a couple pointers that we made after, you know, going through that whole thing with Ryan Holiday and which one would you like to discuss first I know you read a couple but which one do you want and then give me your view and I will oops drop the mic give me your view and I'll 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 share mine to just choose one uh Uh, define what success means to you. Oh, that's a good one. Okay. What does success mean to you, John? Like, uh, generally for people, like they're doing something. What does success mean for you? Like that I'm happy and I'm surrounded by people that are supportive of me and that I'm doing something for me for me first and foremost and not for anyone else because i know if i spend too much time trying to please other people or doing jobs or stuff just to please other people like i'm not going to be happy with it and eventually i'm just going to leave it anyway so our success is me being surrounded by people that genuinely care and doing things that make me happy and that i love to do and not things that other people want me to do well, well, well. I like that, John. That's a good answer. You know, oh, there we go with you know. Why do I keep saying you know after everything? Because you can have all the money in the world, but if you're not happy or you're not surrounded by people who care, it's not going to mean anything. This is true. Success does not equal money. Money sure can help things move forward, but there's been a lot of, not there's been, there have been a lot of people that uh 
you know, you consider well off financially, and then they go ahead and do things perhaps to maybe hurt themselves or hurt other people or say they're struggling with their mental health and then others will will be like well she has all that money why is she saying she has mental health it is not about money you know anybody any human being is capable of pain is capable of feeling things that money cannot buy money cannot resolve and to your point and i like that you said that you know doing things you love and being surrounded and supported by people you love and people that care about you because those things are more valuable than money money makes life a little easier but what's good is having tons of money and you're surrounded by enemies and you know you don't have any support you go to bed worried you know fearful of somebody you have a grudge with and what they're going to do and money aside doing work that you don't enjoy like you said it's the worst thing ever that's why they say find work that will make it not feel like work do something you love for work and you you will never feel like you're working so i like that and really my take on that is similar because success is individual and it's internal you know so everybody has their own definition and that's why it's important to congratulate and appreciate others when they feel they've reached their definition of success somebody might be a ceo and somebody might be you know, might choose to do something else maybe they're they work at a grocery store they love what they do helping people at the grocery store that makes them happy or somebody you know is an air hostess they love to just be on the plane flying you know months out of the year and that's great for them so there's no one definition of success that is universal it is internal it is personal and i agree with you that it has to be with it it starts with happiness and being out at you know gratitude to that and doing what you love and setting goals for yourself um that are actionable measurable and you know all that good stuff and that kind of ties into what Ryan said in that focus on process and effort not the outcomes So let's say my goal I want to be a CEO one day. I shouldn't focus on what it will feel like. Oh, what will it feel like to be a CEO? I have to focus on the process. What does it mean? How can I how can I become a leader at that level? What how can I better myself to grow in that leadership capacity? You know, I I should be able to enjoy that process. If I need to take, you know, leadership courses, attend walk, uh, workshops with people that are smarter than me uh, other leaders study them study what what they've done what their failures have been what their successes have been so f- focusing on the process and the effort and not the outcomes allows um, would allow me in this example to enjoy that process and ultimately enjoy once i get to my outcome to my goal Uh, it would even 
um, I would enjoy it even, it, it'll be even much, um, much, um, I don't want to say sweeter. <laughs> it would be that much more meaningful because I'm not dwelling, oh, I have to be a sweet. What, how do I get there step by step? So I like that. My choice from the rules of life, rules for life from the Stoics. I like what he he mentioned about um, finding meaning and fulfillment, but also understanding that worry doesn't solve anything. We all know that worrying is a waste of time, it's a waste of energy. What do you know? What can you tell me about worry before I go on with what he said specifically that hit me hard? When somebody says, John, don't worry, what does that make you feel? Or if somebody, no, scratch that. If your friend comes to you saying, John, I'm really worried about this exam, this audition, I'm worried about this and that. Um, to do your best and not think about it too much because after it happens, you're, you're not going to think about it as much anymore. And probably years from now, you're going to be looking back on it and laughing about it because you're going to be like, oh, I was so worried and yet everything turned out great. Exactly, exactly. And what Ryan said, I was just, I had to just pause and say, what? He said, when we worry, we are forcing ourselves to suffer in advance. Like, suffering in advance, why are we suffering in advance? And in advance may not even come. For example, we're suffering about something that hasn't even happened or may not even happen at all. So we're, like, crying and and just not having... Um, restful nights, just suffering, not eating, just, oh my God, anxious for no reason. Suffering in advance, that really uh, resonated with me because it put a a lot of things in perspective. Yes, I, I knew worry is a waste of time. Yes, I know I shouldn't worry, but still I worry from time to time. It's just human nature. We all have to practice not having to worry but when he said it like that suffering in advance like to your point you look back and you think about the things that worried you before and you persevered and you accomplished whatever was scaring you and you worry why was i scared you know that's suffering in advance oh that is powerful we must we must never allow ourselves to suffer in advance we must just stay the course and just do one thing every day that helps us focus on the good and not worry about what we can't control. And if, if we need help, we shouldn't be afraid to ask for help. Just, that's one of the things he said. And just kindness, kindness to ourselves, kindness to everyone, and just being a good person. Oh say no to suffering in advance i love that i love that a lot and then he mentioned uh, a book suggestion actually uh we need to look it up remember the book he, he talked about 
Um, the boy, the fox, the horse, and the mule. The boy? The fox, the horse, and the mule. I don't remember the author, but I'm sure we can find it with um, just this title. He also mentioned um, that we need to... We need to... Um, what's, what did he say? Seek out challenges. Seek out challenges and do one thing every day that scares you. I mean, we know these things, but it just... It's so helpful to hear it back and to read it and remind ourselves each and every day. And also about don't follow the mob and think for yourself. Can you share your view on that? Don't follow the mob, think for yourself. What comes to your mind with that? Uh, to not... Uh like try too hard to be like other people or do what other people are doing just because the majority of people are doing it if you see people doing it and you're like this is not me this doesn't like represent me then it's always best to just stick to uh to stick to things that define you and don't change yourself uh for other people yes absolutely right and we should never trade um, authenticity for approval. We should never trade authentic- authenticity for approval. And unfortunately, that is something that is very common these days. Um, there are so many things that have changed over the last 20, maybe 15, 20 years that have impacted consumer behavior and how we interact and how we share and how we we present ourselves to the world aka social media anybody can be whatever they want to be they just have to create a persona online you know they can create a website they can create social media accounts and posts all sorts of things they can post pictures of themselves completely altered and filtered. They can post, they can easily say, oh yeah, I'm at this location and they're not. Again, this is just a result of just the world we live in. Um, things have changed so much where people, some people feel the need to do some of those things. Not everybody, but for the most part, I think we can agree that social media has really hurt it, it, it is good. We all use social media, but it, it has kind of changed. It, it makes you question, uh, the, you know, the authenticity of everything you see online. Yeah. Um, well, social media is mainly a tool. Like, no one's forcing you to use it. It's mainly about the people. I, I'm not saying it's entirely people's fault, but... Like, it's mainly just a tool. Like, you're not forced to use it. It just depends on who you are and how you use it. Well, I like that angle that you made because usually there's a pocket of people that complain about, you know, these big tech companies and our privacy and so forth. Oh, my God, Facebook takes everything. They they know everything about you. 
However, to your point, it's a tool. No, Facebook doesn't even advertise. It doesn't say, oh, yeah, sign up for Facebook. Well, because we are ads, the product. Some huh? Some ads. No, they, no, we are the products. We are the products. And then the companies that advertise on Facebook, that's the customer. Facebook advertises to those companies to advertise to us. We drive their revenue from our habits, how much we go on Facebook, how, what we like, what we share. And therefore, Facebook can use that to sell <laughs> to their, um, not their customer, their, their, um, oh, their, their, the, um, the users? not, well, I guess, no, the companies, because then, I don't want to say they are customers, but people that pay for Facebook or Instagram ads, that's the group of people that Facebook wants to, um, to you know, uh, or I guess advertise to. Like, you've never seen an ad on TV saying, yeah, Facebook is the place you can come and share. Yeah, there have been some ads, you know, like when they're introducing little pieces about the platform, like Facebook groups or Facebook this or Messenger. But they don't force us. They don't spend, they don't have sleepless nights worried about, oh my God, are we going to lose users? Are we going to lose our customers? Because we're not customers, we're products. They sell, we're the product they sell to companies. So the companies pay Facebook. So to your point, that is just a tool. Anyone that's complaining about their privacy has a choice to not be on Facebook, right? Um, nobody's forcing anybody to create a um, a social media account, and yet, <laughs> not a, most people can't imagine not having that because it's the way we connect. It's it's the norm now. Yes, you can you write a letter to your friend via snail mail. Yes, you can text them, but ultimately, our world has changed to where this is the new norm we we share on social media we we go on so, social media to read whatever stuff we find entertaining the the challenge though is to just use it responsibly and back to authenticity right we all have a choice to to make sure that we don't um trade authenticity for approval but i think social media can be a good thing if used responsibly i think we have an episode about that remember when we talked about it using social media responsibly that was in the early days of this podcast oh you forgot but but you didn't forget what we discussed about being responsible in social media right no i didn't One, one little nugget about your thoughts on using it responsibly. Um, to not uh, care too much about what other people are doing, because what people post online, it's just like the best moments of their day or their life. So, you know, the whole point of them posting is to 
make those those small moments that we get from time to time seem like it's like part of their everyday life like every day is like oh the best day of their life like i'm doing this i'm doing this i'm doing that man you said it i i can't add anything to that it is true you know and there are some people that can post quote-unquote their best day and in that moment it's not their best day they might be literally on their bed crying about something but then they'll post something with you know super smiley face oh happy day happy friday (laughs) i'm laughing but it's sad It, it it is sad because it happens it's true and i i think that what was that documentary we watched on netflix a while back the social dilemma i know some of it was you know they they kind of fictionalized a lot of things to for drama and everything but it is actually true somebody can literally smile and you know edit their photo really nicely and put a nice caption and they're literally sitting at home crying and sad you know so and to that end that's why we have to always be kind always be kind because you just never know what somebody's dealing with and sometimes it you you it's the people you least expect because everything looks perfect from the outside but it's not always on the inside so we have to be aware of our actions how we speak to people and just you know don't judge uh we can judge broadly as far as how we consumers in general have responded to all these technological technological advances but on an individual level everyone is different everybody has their um you know everybody has their life and their struggles their successes their highs their lows so we have to practice kindness every day and uh, and, and as um ryan holiday said be strict with ourselves but not judge others so if somebody wants to post on social media every day that's their choice if we decide we don't want to um, post every day then we have to honor the rules that we set for ourselves individually you know so (sighs) good discussion i love it and we can learn something from everyone everyone has a lesson everyone has a lesson to um to teach everyone no matter who they are can teach us something whether that be about kindness or gratitude or we have to look for good in everything right just like the stoics we have to leave oh there's one you mentioned um we should use that as the closing live live as if you died and came back wow (laughs) that's scary but also powerful when you think about it or live as if today was your last day but to live as if you died and came back that's the ultimate second chance you know to know that it can all be taken away and then you you came back and now have a chance wow a chance to be a good person and opposite of anyone that ever hurt you 
uh, a chance to choose who you're going to be. And finally, one of my favorites, um, love everything that happens. Love, find love in everything that happens. Okay, we're going to wrap this up, but final thoughts? Anything you want to add as we close? Um, uh, focus on yourself. Don't worry about what other people are doing. Um, especially when you, you want to be good at something like I want to do animation, right? And, you know, growing up, I watched a lot of cartoons and a lot of anime. And, you know, like the Japanese cartoons and like the manga and stuff, I used to be so inspired. I was like, these Japanese artists, they're so talented. I wish I could draw like them. And, you know, obviously I've been drawing my own stuff. And sometimes I get a bit uh, demotivated because I'm like, oh, you know, I don't know if I can be good enough. But, you know, like I try my best to focus on what I'm doing because they put in the work and obviously it paid off because they're making this like amazing art. So like many years ago, they were just like me struggling, but they pushed through and they were able to get good. So I should just focus on what I'm doing and not what they're doing. And eventually I'll become good like they are. I'm proud of you. High five. And you're doing great. I'm not an artist, but I will tell you that your work is really good. And all you need, as you said, to put in the work, which I see you putting in the work, whether it's in your drawing or animation or uh, violin or piano or math, you really put in the work. And yes, like you said, it will pay off. It definitely will pay off. Hard work pays off. There's no doubt about that. Just like, you know, one of the workouts I'm, I was doing the other day and the trainer said, you can never cheat yourself. Like y- y- your results are based are purely based on what you're doing. When whether that's uh, nutrition or how hard you work out in the gym, you can go to the gym every day of every uh, of every month. And if you're just not giving 100% every time, or at least 95%, or if you give 95% and then you come home and just raid the fridge or order from every pizza shop or in your (laughs) neighborhood and eat like shit all the time, yeah, there's no way you can out-train that. And if you don't give your best in the gym, the results will show or not show for that matter, right? So to your point, hard work pays off no matter what whether it's animation or whether it's swimming or sports. I mean, you look at all these top people, like athletes or whatever, LeBron James, Roger Federer, all these people, they're at the top of their sport, but yet they still practice every day. They still go to the gym. They still do things that uh, make sure that... um, ensure that they stay at the top of their game. They don't say, oh, yeah, I'm LeBron James. I'm not going to go lift weights. No, 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 because guess what? There's another LeBron James waiting in the corner. So if he doesn't put in the work, yeah, there's somebody always ready to take his spot. So to your point, yes, those Japanese artists, they, they started somewhere. Any artist, any animator, everything is what? Everything is figuratable. 
Everything is possible. You just have to love it. Don't do it because somebody told you you have to do it. Don't do it just to follow the mob. Do it because it's your passion. And I know it's your passion. That's why you enjoy it and you're able to put in the work. And yes, it will pay off. I'm proud of you. And I believe in you. Okay? All right. Yeah, this has been a really nice conversation, don't you think? We covered quite a bit. Ooh, 35 minutes. We have to end it here. Thank you if you listened this far. Really appreciate it. It's a Monday podcast. Um, I think our challenge is to be more consistent. We've talked about this before. To record weekly, not just random days. So let's make a pact. You want Saturdays or Sunday going forward? Sunday. Sundays? Okay. Thank you so much for listening, and we'll catch you again on Sunday. Be well, be kind, do not suffer in advance, <laughs> do not worry about anything. Imagine that you died and came back. All the possibilities, right? Another chance. Thank you so much. Wishing you a wonderful week. And Jovi signing off. We'll speak with you on Sunday. Have a good night. Have a good night. And that's it for this week's episode. Thank you so much for joining John and me in conversation today. We really appreciate it. We're new at this podcast thing, so it means a lot that you're listening. And if you could do one tiny favor and share this with one friend that you think might like this episode. And if you like what you're hearing or any of other um, episodes, please subscribe to our podcast wherever you get your podcasts. And that's um, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, everywhere. And thanks to Anchor uh, for making this possible. And we'll speak with you next week. Thanks for listening. Keep smiling, be well, and be safe.